2: Go. That time I pressed record after I said go. And you didn't hang up again, which is great. That's like a record for me not accidentally hanging up.
0: Remember that one time when you hung up on me like five times in a row?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I literally hung up on you like over and over and over again. (laughs) 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 Um... All right, well, this is Kaiju Transmissions. Uh, My name is Bird, and you may know me from my other podcast, If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It. And this is the podcast where we look at giant monster movies and Japanese uh, science fiction, fantasy, and horror films. And we try to have a damn good time doing it. Isn't that right, Matt?
0: That is correct, this is actually going to be an awesome episode because I'm really, really excited about the, the movies we're going to be talking about. That's, and ooh. and I'm excited about a special guest who is with us today named Tom, a.k.a. Jelly, who – I'm just going to let him do his own introduction because he's probably better at it than I am. So <laughs>
1: I've decided I want you to call me Tug Speedman.
0: Yeah, Tug. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Have you seen Tropic Thunder?
0: It's been a while since I've seen that. <laughs>
1: That's Ben Stiller's character. Okay, that's that's one of the only things I remember about. All that
0: All right, movie. Tug, we'll go for it and introduce
1: yourself. <laughs> uh, this is Tom. You may recognize me as Jelly from the Second Run Podcast. Um, and and this episode, I'm I'm all about this episode too. So, um, I'm excited to to get some positivity out there before I likely uh, have a strong uh stroke strong mm-hmm. amount of vitriol towards uh <laughs> what's that name of that movie shit <laughs> shin godzilla or godzilla i thought you, I thought
0: you said shit godzilla for a second i wasn't i wasn't sure <laughs> it was gonna i
1: uh and it, like i i hope it's good right like we i want it to do. be good yeah we all want and it. i'm not going to go in uh I'm going to go in with as open a mind as possible. And I even I said that to you guys just now off the air. Like now that there are there are some things about it and I don't know all of them, but there are some things about it that I know that I don't like. I'm like prepared for them and I'm prepared to ignore them. And i uh, pretty sure it was off off air that I said it to you guys like it's kind of like uh, World War Z. Like I wound up really liking that movie. In part it was because I went in knowing there were some things I wasn't going to like about it, specifically the uh the fact that it's nothing like the book at all mm-hmm. um, so i'm I'm going into this ultimately uh wanting to like it,
2: yeah, and uh so I am uh a horror guy, and it is the month of October. So we are looking at more horror-centric things. Uh, now, guys, I've asked you I'm this before. I'm a guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you said initially, and I just let it slide. So, Oh,
2: Facebook just now accepted my request to change our name to get rid of Monsterd. So.
0: <laughs> I, you know, Monsterd was kind of growing on me.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, well, you know, we hardly knew it, but, you know, it's okay. Uh, for the last week, our... Uh, podcast facebook page had uh the word monster instead of monsters in it um because somebody uh, named bird (laughs) (laughs) who made a a a critical typo in 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 submitting the podcast name but that has been rectified right here and you heard it here live (laughs) when you go
1: to the page
2: (laughs) Uh, he's going uh, to screw it, it up. It says,
1: this page <laughs> used to be named Kaiju Transmissions Podcast Exploring Giant Monster Turd and Japanese fi- Is the new name misleading
2: or offensive? <laughs> <laughs> well, are you going to vote and say that it's, it's, it's not misleading or offensive? <sighs> oh, man, this is great. <laughs> uh... So, uh, now, when you guys hear it's October, uh, you know, horror movies are coming on, we're going to be talking about monsters. What are some characters you think of?
0: I'm going to go with camera.
2: I don't. No, well, that just makes you dumb. I don't.
0: I I am pretty stupid. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say, say, Dracula.
2: Okay, all right. Anyone else?
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh,. Freddie Krueger. Uh, no, are are you are you looking for perhaps a uh, uh,
2: think a of dead doctor, people?
1: A doctor Frankenstein.
2: Yeah, Frankenstein. As you know, he was a scientist who reanimated a body comprised of dead parts or parts of dead people, rather. And now, do you guys know? I'm sure you guys know. That Toho, you know, they they've dabbled in uh, other um, uh, monsters that aren't necessarily their own. Did you, did you guys know they made some King Kong stuff?
1: I didn't Shock. know that. I'm shocked. I didn't know that. Did you know there was a
0: Doctor Who in those King <laughs> Kong movie? In one of the King Kong movies.
2: Yeah, yeah. Did you know Toho made their own Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> and instead of time traveling, he built a robotic ape. Well, it There's happened.
0: A, it did happen. <laughs> Man, our humor today is awful. I apologize. <laughs> Especially mine. I'm just off my game. Not that I'm funny to begin with, but,
2: you know. Yeah. And did you know they did some Dracula stuff? Some people might not know.
1: I that. believe I remember something like that.
2: Well, you what a, did you know that they made their own version of the Frankenstein monster? I did.
1: Oh,
0: he's a big gap in his teeth, by the way.
1: Yeah, he does. I, not only that, but uh, the um, like for, Toho's been uh, almost as obsessed with Frankenstein as Germany. <laughs> uh, I don't know that's true. For, the, for those For those not in the know on that, if you if you like look at any German poster for like literally any monster movie, they're always like. Frankenstein versus Godzilla, Frankenstein versus Mothra like
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, it it's apparently it's Frankenstein crazy. is
1: so popular there that they just put him on all the titles. Now, well, like isn't Godzilla any,
2: like- versus Megalon? Like isn't one of them called like Frankenstein versus Gorgo versus Superman or something like <laughs> Like for real, these are uh, legit titles that these movies came out under, and like King Kong versus Gorgo is one. Like it's like what well, I don't know what they're doing over there, um, and uh, apparently in the in the German dialogue for some of these, they say that like the monsters are like creations of. Doctor Frankenstein, who's not in the movie or has any anything to do with anything, really.
0: Hey, that was like the Dracula films we just watched. Dracula wasn't in those either.
2: <laughs> um, there's a German director named I, I I'm going to mess up this pronunciation. So Jorg uh, But, but- Great, um, who is a horror filmmaker, who is best known for the mo- the Necrophiliac uh series of movies which is exactly what it sounds like uh not for the faint of heart at all but he's a huge kaiju fan and um he actually did a panel at g-fest where he was talking about the german versions of these movies um i unfortunately missed that panel but yeah it was just all about how like they're just crazy and like they say things that like don't happen like the frankenstein monster created like gigan and stuff it's weird (laughs)
0: You know they actually made uh the Gamera films and they actually used Godzilla's name in the Gamera movies for the German titles.
2: What's up with that? What I don't, I don't know. What's wrong with the Ger- like why are Germans like getting everything wrong <laughs> in these movie titles? Um so uh But
1: Toho tried to make a uh Frankenstein movie well before they ever made one.
2: Uh, yeah, there there were a couple that they wanted to make um well, first of all, uh, if you really want to trace back the origin of this, um, we uh, go back to King Kong versus Godzilla, and Willis O'Brien, who was stabbed in the back um, by John Beck, his original idea was King Kong versus Frankenstein, which would have him fighting a reanimated monster um, created by Dr. Frankenstein. And um, so... All the crap with King Kong versus Godzilla happens, that's done. Um and Toho still they really seem to want to make a movie about the Frankenstein monster. Um the next thing they tried to get off the ground was um Frankenstein versus the Human Vapor, which would have been a sequel to uh Ishiro Honda's movie The Human Vapor where he fights the Frankenstein monster. Um that didn't happen. Uh and then um So, then that brings about Frankenstein Conquers the World, um, the first movie we're going to talk about today, and its um, loose sequel, War of the Gargantuas. Um, So, Frankenstein Conquers the World, um, in Japan, known as Frankenstein vs. Baragon, Uh, Toho really just couldn't get the idea out of their head to do a Frankenstein, uh, and they... (laughs) They really wanted to do a giant Frankenstein monster, so he's got to have a big dinosaur to fight, um, and that's the burrowing monster Barragon, who Godzilla fans will know immediately from GMK and also appearances in comics, video games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, this is what introduces Barragon into the Toho mythology. Um because uh, we should say that these movies are in the same universe as the Showa-Godzilla era, if only loosely. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we get Frankenstein versus Baragon, which, um, as far as I can tell, is more or less directly following probably just the original Mary Shelley story, I would imagine, um, because it is referenced. Um, and so, general... Uh, idea here is that um uh an odd, supposedly Caucasian boy <laughs> but uh, <laughs> is clearly Japanese. Um a homeless boy is found and um discovered and you know, he's in the care of these scientists and he grows into a, 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 a super strong giant um you skipped kind of the setup for it. Well, the 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 setup is that he is um, being blamed for a series of disasters. Um, not, even,
1: not even that. I mean, uh, you skipped you skipped the beginning of the movie.
2: Oh, uh, well, the beginning of the movie. Yeah, in World War II, um, uh, the heart of the Frankenstein monster is stolen, and. Um, it's taken to uh a, a clinic in Hiroshima to to be studied by these scientists, and sure enough, um during all that is is the atomic bomb dropping. And then we flash forward to what I was talking about. <laughs> 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 um so yes, the, the the boys under the care of these scientists. Um and he gets away, and there is a series of monster attacks that he's being blamed for. And it turns out to be the burrowing monster, Barragon. And like any kaiju movie, the two are going to have a couple of fights. Um, and this stars Nick Adams, who people know from Monster Zero. Uh, Kumi Mizuno. Um, and uh, um, I mean, there's plenty of other actors you'll you'll recognize um Takeshi uh Shimura is in this um and Haruo Nakajima is playing Baragon and he was buried alive in that damn heavy suit god bless that man um so I mean I've I've been familiar with this movie since I was I was a kid um and I had come into a not even subtitled bootleg of the movie um and that was my first experience seeing it i know a lot of people caught it on tv the american dub but um i didn't and eventually i found subtitled versions and then it came out on dvd etc cetera, etc cetera. um so i mean like what's your guys's experience with this movie i mean is this is it one you're more familiar with or matt i know no, you i know you this didn't is... buy the dvd because you're a dummy
0: yeah, I'm
2: Who? stupid. Oh. Matt, can you believe
0: I, that? I, I forgot to buy it when it came out cuz I thought I had it. And what then I went what back kind of mistake
2: movies. is that to make?
0: A uh, really
2: stupid one. <laughs> You've Got to get yeah. those pre-orders in, man.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to go pay eBay like 30 bucks to buy it cuz it's not on Blu-ray anywhere else. <laughs> so, or it's not on Blu-ray obviously.
1: I never saw it until I bought the the DVD blind. Yeah, I so saw, I saw it on TV. Um I had a bootleg of it, but it was like, it was so dark that I was just like, eh, "I'm not gonna watch this." <laughs> it was like so hard to see anything that was going on. I was like, eh, "I'm not. I'm just not gonna watch this." I'm
0: pretty sure uh, TNT Monster Vision used to run it.
2: Yeah, it used to show on TNT, probably more than anywhere else.
0: So that that's that was my uh,
2: my experience. Um,
0: I I do have a question actually because I, I watched the dub because um, I, I i love nick adams and I, I wanted to actually like enjoy his performance in the movie but um do they ever explain how like the heart becomes the boy
2: no um well this movie adds a weird thing to the <laughs> frankenstein mythology <laughs> like, by saying that uh frankenstein's tissue regenerates yeah. So if the monster so it's it's it could be concluded that either the heart grew into the boy or the boy I know another common theory is that the boy eats the <clears throat> the heart and turns giant um but yeah. no it's it's never answered.
0: Yeah cuz yeah that's what I was expecting but it never happened I'm like man, I wanted my Jason goes to hell scene to happen in this movie, but it never does.
1: (laughs) No, that one would almost I think the reason that one popped up is because people like if that one makes more sense, you know, like what? It took him 20 years almost to, to grow a body, but then like. 3 days to grow huge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I <laughs> logic isn't really what these movies go for a lot of the time. Well, yeah, but
1: you know how fans are. Fans, you know, these are the same people that try to draw a through-line continuity from uh Godzilla G- uh, Godzilla Final Wars. So, you
0: yeah. all know that that sh- that Showa Godzilla is also the same Godzilla in all the Godzilla movies. Come on now. That's <laughs> how that works, right?
2: No. <laughs> Are you
0: um, sure? I read that somewhere.
2: I'm sure you did. Uh, yeah, it's it's never directly answered. Um, okay,
0: because I I thought I missed it, and then I thought, well, maybe the dub cut it out or something. But
2: I don't. Know. Uh. But um, I mean, well, let's talk about the movie. Like, um, I mean, what are what are your guys's? I mean, I think both of you watched it recently, or at least I know Tom did for sure uh like um i mean where where do you guys stand on this one
1: i wish i had not watched the japanese version
2: uh, why I, why is i it? don't know
1: if we can if we could if you want to save that for later but but basically the the japanese version of this movie is is the worst one to watch um because you don't get nick adams's real performance and you don't get uh the the crazy ending that uh, that the international version has so it's like if if you want to watch this movie in its more original intended way you should watch the international version
2: well that ending uh, never actually came out until it was released as a deleted scene um on the laser disc Uh, The reason why it's called the international version is because that was intended to be the uh, ending that was used for the American release, but upon receiving the ending, uh, the American distributors, who are the ones that requested that he fight a giant octopus, realized that that doesn't make sense, (laughs) and they wanted (laughs) to use the original ending. And Um, then, yeah, the
1: the American version has Nick Adams. And that's
2: always always a plus.
1: Yeah, Nick Uh, Adams is awesome. But, yeah, that... So yeah, for for people like giant octopus, what the fuck? In the international version, uh, so in the at the end of this movie, the, it's basically like after they fight a chasm. There's an earthquake and a chasm opens up in the ground and and Frankenstein gets swallowed. Um, kind of a lame ending in the in the uh, international version. The earthquake happens, but it's because this giant octopus. <laughs> suddenly emerges out of the ground and then they, (laughs) and then they fight and then he drags them into the ocean and it's, it's weird and bizarre and comes out of nowhere. And it's, you know, more in this, this bank, uh, where Honda is just obsessed with giant octopi, but, uh, (laughs) it's, it's cool. (laughs) Um, but yeah, those are the two versions I'd watch, but, uh, no, this, this movie in general is, is awesome. Nick Adams is uh is really really magnetic. Um the 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 moment there's a moment where he's uh he's grilling uh I think he's actually grilling hot dogs for uh Kumi Mizuno and he's wearing a, a an apron that's like all stars and stripes. It's hysterical. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the 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 movie's a great time. Uh I love how uh, Frankenstein gets more monstrous as the you know like he gets more crazy teeth and hair all over his body and stuff like as he gets bigger um you do have to wonder where he found a loincloth uh, <laughs> once he got really big but but no it's it's this movie's a lot of fun um and uh you know if I if I had to to kind of pick something that i don't particularly love about it it's there there are long long stretches in this movie where where baragon is just neither seen nor heard from
0: yeah he Come doesn't on, even man. appear to like
2: you gotta build
1: it up
0: five or 50 minutes in the movie's like an hour and 20 minutes
2: gotta build it up man you got to see a horn. Then no. you got to see something. Yeah, no, else. I mean, I get,
1: but then there's there's well, like they do it really well, you know, where they don't sh- they don't, you know, kind of give it all away right up front. But then like from that first moment where he's teased until his second appearance is like a good like 40 minutes. Yeah, sorry, that's um,
0: that's right. He appears first and it's like he doesn't appear late till like almost 50 minutes and after that.
1: Yeah. And it's just kind of a weird like you almost forget that he's there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when he shows up at the end, everyone's like, "Oh, look! It wasn't Frankenstein causing the earthquakes." You're like, "Well, what kind of idiots would you have <laughs> to be?"
2: <laughs> well, they also think he like attacks at a uh, barn <laughs> and like the barn. Uh, yeah, the, the pig or cow or whatever, yeah. Um. Uh no as we said this is um a honda film uh, and it's it's the mid 60s so um you know you still have subaraya uh kind of in charge of the effects um and i mean a lot of the the main players uh, yoshio Tsuchiya again shows up um and uh, uh takashima who a lot of people probably know from king kong versus godzilla is like the third scientist with them Um, and, uh, so yeah, a lot of familiar faces turn up on here, um, uh, I mean, for me, this movie is just a really, it's really just a lot of fun, um, and I think it moves at a smooth pace, um, I think it, it moves fast enough that the, the time between the first Baragon attack to when he comes, shows up later, doesn't bother me because there's always something going on. And I think part of that is also because, Tom, like you said, um, the Frankenstein monster goes through, you know, different kind of stages of growth and you kind of see him turning into like a kind of a, you know, kind of homely boy into a, a Frankenstein monster. And, you know, he starts to take on more physical, you know, there's, the makeup design gets a little bit more in tune with, you know, what you would think of, like the Karloff, Jack Pierce makeup and stuff. Um, one thing I always thought was cool was that the Frankenstein monster is just a human... Uh, so he's not re- he's not like a rubber suit or anything. It's just, it's just a guy under a lot of makeup fighting Nakajima in the suit. And that just makes for a, a different kind of feel and a different physicality to the fights between Frankenstein and Baragon. Um... And uh, as someone who's also a fan of Frankenstein, it's, it's just such a weird, wild, out-there um, take <laughs> on, on the Frankenstein monster. And it's guilty of the thing that a lot of uh, like the later Universal movies and just pop culture in general did in, the, in calling the monster Frankenstein. And I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but the monster was never called Frankenstein.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah did anybody else think that Swaco, the other the third scientist was just a total douchebag <laughs> he
2: like, uh, he meant he well see uh, he he means well but he's kind of just like he's an asshole but he doesn't really realize he's being an asshole um like he goes and and talks to the scientist that was in possession of the monster's heart and the scientist is like well you know the frankenstein monster he's like I, re- i mean again this is the f- only frankenstein movie i've ever seen that has this but he's like well everyone knows if you like uh cut off one of his limbs it'll grow back <laughs> and-, <laughs> and so when he get when <laughs> when he gets back from germany he's like guys i know we- <laughs> he's like guys i know we've been caring for this kid and like you know we've we're all kind of emotionally attached to him but we have to like disprove or or prove the fact that he is the Frankenstein monster, and they're like, "Well, how do we do that He's like, we, we need to cut off his arms <laughs> and they're like, "What? no?" And he's like, "Guys, I know it's, I know this sounds crazy, but we got we we gotta cut off his arms. Let me cut off his arms, and everyone's like, No, stop it. We're not cutting off his arms. Why would you do that?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then he actually goes and he tries to do it himself and, and then bringing the reporters to, like, sort of capture all the, <laughs> the stuff that he's doing is actually what causes Frankenstein to get free.
1: Not only was he going to cut off this kid's arms and legs – because he says he's going to cut off his arms and legs. and Not only is, is he planning on doing this, he's planning on doing it in front of reporters.
0: And they're going to take pictures as he's doing it.
1: <laughs> This guy is awesome. What? It's, it's, not an, it's, it's, cr- it's not enough for them that he grows to be like 10 feet tall at the time. <laughs> they're like, well, we got to cut his arms and legs off.
0: Oh, man. And then
1: someone's even like, well, what if you're wrong? What if he's not the Frankenstein monster? And he's like, well, oh
0: well, I don't know.
1: I got my arms and legs. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's not my problem. Who cares? <laughs> he's like, well, then we'll know. And it's like, oh, well, I'm glad you'll know. <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> And then, you know, at the end, obviously Frankenstein has that moment where he saves his life during the battle with uh, Baragon. So it's kind of like one of those redemption things. I mean, I, but but seriously, he deserved to die. He,
2: just, he, <laughs> <laughs> he deserved to die. Um, I, why does he want to cut off his arms and legs? Why can't he cut off like? Even, like, the a tip finger? of... Yeah, like, a finger. Like, what?
0: That's, that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, seriously, you couldn't just, like, snip off a part of his finger or something? You need to, do yeah, something you
2: need to, to turn roll? him into a stump? <laughs> I, <don't>... <laughs> <laughs> um, I And I, I do want to give props to this actor who's playing the Frankenstein monster who, from what I understand, I don't think he was actually an actor. Um, uh, but... He was awesome and on a, like uh with just acting under the makeup um and everything I really think this guy did a good job uh and I mean you know no he's not a he's not Boris Karloff uh or um you know uh, Or a, White <laughs> Yeah or White uh but no I mean he he's not uh, you know a, like Karloff or even Christopher Lee playing the you know playing the monster but he probably is one of my favorite cinematic versions of the Frankenstein monster it is a it, for this type of performance um, a non-verbal you know movie monster I, I really think that he he really did well um and i'm not sure what he did before or after um i know he wasn't really an actor and um yeah, I I think that guy knocked it out of the park, um, and it's it's obvious that he's definitely taking a lot of cues. I mean, he's basically basing his performance off of Boris Karloff. But I mean, if you're gonna base uh your uh, base it off of anyone, I mean, might as well be Boris Karloff, who's the best. Um, and uh, this movie just has it has a combination of of things in it and that's why I like it so much. I mean, it's definitely has the um the Shiro Honda sixties, like golden era of kaiju film feel to it, but you also get um influences from I mean, obviously like I just said, the Universal films, um with the the lab in Germany and the World War Two stuff. Um you get like set design that's right out of like the hammer horror films and um you kind of put all those together um and add a little bit more of an exploitation type of angle than a lot of the the kaiju movies of the time and you just have a really fun uh movie that i think a lot of people could probably enjoy um i know a, i know the idea of a giant frankenstein monster is probably going to be a big pill for a lot of people to swallow but once you get over that you'll find that this is actually a pretty well crafted uh monster movie um and I know that there's a famous book that came out that was like the 50 worst movies of all time or whatever and this movie was on there pretty much just based on the conceit that it's a giant frankenstein and that's silly um but uh I think it's actually a very well done movie um and the characters, um, like uh Nick Adams character, Dr. Bowen and uh Kumi Mizuno, like they're all very they're very likable and you know, you really get the feel that they're really trying to take care of this kid. Um and uh I know the um, Shiro Honda this was a, another movie that he was particularly proud of. Um and uh yeah, I mean this this it's just a good time and I think uh, not only if you're a kaiju fan, but if you're a fan of, you know, the the Frankenstein mythos or monster movies in general, this is definitely worth checking out.
0: Yeah, I I love this movie. And uh by the way, Bargain is Why why of, hold
2: on, hold on. Yeah. Why why did you just say Barragon all fucked up like that?
0: Because I'm I I have to do that at least one like one time every episode <laughs> I have to screw something up. <laughs>
2: I've never Baragon. even you've never said it that way ever. And then you just pull know, that out of your head. I ass. know,
0: but like that's my thing. I have to like somehow mispronounce a name. And I say it like Hesi I don't know. I, I just high C I like I don't know. I just have to say like up. the the
2: the
1: drink? Oh I used I, to say it like high C all the time. Haysay.
0: Haysay. I know it's Haysay. I'm just <laughs> saying I have to screw it up somehow. Bargain. Barragon. Yeah. I just say it differently all the time. If it, if it comes out wrong, my apologies. But the monster itself, one of my... I'm glad they brought him back for GMK. I just love the monster design. It's a great design. I
2: love Barragon.
0: I'm also kind of sad that like the suit just got like utterly destroyed by Ultraman 25 times. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> like he this. was supposed to have a bigger role in Destroy All Monsters, and the suit was pretty much unusable.
0: Well, yeah, it's because, because they like slapped on different heads on the Ultraman suit and <laughs> or on yeah, the American man. suit for Ultraman just to kick the crap out of over and over and over again. Um, but lo- love the monster and the the miniature effects in this movie are great. Like the 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 scenes and everybody gives the horse scene crap, but um most of the effects are are, are great and there's some excellent match shots where like the people running in the foreground and um bear gun actually like coming through like the, the a-frame housing and stuff where people were partying that's a great shot mm-hmm. it's one, of, one of my favorite shots the entire movie yeah
1: one of the reasons it, it works is because the the scale is small. unique. yeah it's like small. you know like it's that it's it's a weird it's a kind of a weird mid-range that that toho <laughs> otherwise like i don't know if they ever really went with anything uh in that like they're they're only like 25 feet tall you know like i say only but like i mean they're they're not you know 150 feet tall um and so that that makes the scale totally different it makes the miniatures you know totally different and everything and it's it winds up having a really kind of cool unique feel um Barragon gets uh eliminated in one of the more visceral ways that you that you'll see in a in a kaiju movie (laughs) Um, not that it's gory it's just i mean uh you don't get a whole lot of neck snapping in 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 kaiju movies and uh and yeah you know one one thing that just just struck me is you know the, the people who think that like some kid random kid uh ate frankenstein's heart and that's what turned him into frankenstein like uh, I, I guess like, the reason it doesn't work is that they specifically do state that he's Caucasian.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where's a
1: random, uh, random, white random kid. white kid? Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. It's not uh, impossible. The uh, the, uh, the 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 subtitles call him a white boy <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also the uh the, the hilarious in the dub the the guy when they go to germany to meet the <laughs> the doctor his accent is hilarious does the whole like welcome to Verminy like he does <laughs> <laughs> just
2: so bad yeah <clears throat> um Uh, Going back to the, I I will agree, the the miniature effects are great, Um, and there is, yes, there's a kind of infamous (coughs) scene where, excuse me, where Baragon is attacking a farm, and you see him, uh, you know, um, caving in a a little barn, and there's a little extremely silly-looking fake horse, like, flopping around in it. Now, do you guys know the story behind that scene?
0: I do, but I will let you tell it anyway.
2: Uh, well, thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, so Subaraya when he was doing that scene and making that fake horse, someone said to him, why don't we just use a real horse and superimpose it over the the shot, which is what most movies would do. Um, And if anything, this kind of shows the difference. I mean, this scene is often brought up as an example to kind of point out the difference between the Japanese approach to special effects and the American approach to special effects. Um, Neither is wrong or anything like that, but the American movies typically want to go for realism. They want the audience to see something and believe that they're seeing the real thing. Whereas the Japanese approach is more or less um, you know, very detail oriented, but they are going for kind of effect and visuals uh interesting visuals over something that is true to life. Um and this, so Subaraya said, Well, I wanna use the puppet horse because it, it looks more interesting, it's more fun, um and and, and, I mean, that that in a nutshell is what his approach to eff- special effects was, which is different from, you know, a more Western approach. And that story has been used many times to excuse a lot of bad special effects in, you know, various movies and TV shows. But, um, I mean, I, I, I definitely understand why you would want to go with a puppet horse if you feel like it's gonna be more interesting for the audience. And I mean just culturally that's just you know, the the US and, and Japan kind of approach those crafts with kind of different intentions. You know, it's not always supposed to be about hundred percent realism and tricking the audiences. What what's visually interesting? What adds to the atmosphere and the, the character of the movie. So that's why that horse is is so goofy looking. That's that's why there's not a real horse in that shot.
0: The thing is, that shot's not even. It's a really brief shot. Like the fact that that gets singled out as being, uh, I don't know. It it it's not overly distracting to me anyway. When I saw that <laughs> scene, I'm like, it's not. I don't know. For me, that wasn't a big deal. It's not like the. Uh, Shin Godzilla puppet head scene
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually think the scene where um the Takashima's character the scientist falls off the cliff and it's the doll I actually <laughs> I actually think that's way more I actually find that more distracting than the horse
0: Yeah and that one's a slightly it's really poorly edited cuz like all of a sudden he's just like falling for no
2: reason almost <laughs> Yeah um but yeah, it's a super bizarre take, uh, and frankly, very Japanese take on uh, the Frankenstein monster. But it's a lot of fun, and I mean, I, I highly recommend this movie. Um, I give this a, uh, I give it a four and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four and a half as well. I really really like this movie a lot. <sighs> Debbie downer over there. I can feel it coming.
1: Uh, I, Come on, man! I just feel like you're backing me into a corner. But no, I it, <laughs> this is a movie that I I really really like. But for me, it's just got a lot of flaws. Um, it's it's a three and a half. Like I I really like it though, and I, and I don't want to. You know, I mean, I didn't even. What's keeping it? I'm negative. not
2: gonna say what's keeping it from being like a five, but what's keeping it from being like a four for you?
1: oh it's it's just a kind of combination of of all its all its flaws of just uh you know the the, the between some unconvincing effects work and and some uh some you know kind of what i think is somewhat poor handling of barragon and um just a, there's just a few things that just it, listen it, it's 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 like a high three and a half though you know like it's bordering on a four, uh, because because it it does have a lot unique to it like I was talking about where uh, the scale is so unique and and bird you mentioned like the the how unique it is to see like just kind of like a a dude fighting a monster basically, um, and and that's all that's all like kind of points in its favor but but also then for me almost points against it is that it's a dude fighting a monster, because that also kind of plays into uh, a bit of a, uh, it looks more like it's a dude fighting a rubber suit as opposed to, you know, two creatures fighting kind of thing. Um, so it's just a, it's just kind of a combination of some things. And, uh, that i wound up when i rewatched them recently wound up liking the the next movie we're going to talk about better despite its
2: flaws (laughs) fair enough um hey what's with how yoshio tsuchiya he was like in world war ii in the flashback and then when our main characters go and talk (laughs) to him he's like exactly the same age But then the German scientist is like a hundred years old <laughs> in the present day. What's up with that?
1: Yeah, he got radiation and stuff.
2: <laughs> oh. Uh, but no, Frank, Fra- what, what title do you guys prefer? Frankenstein versus Baragon or Frankenstein conquers the world? Because there's absolutely no world conquering in this yeah the more
1: accurate is Frankenstein versus Barragon, but uh I like Conquer the world
0: yeah I'm gonna go with Conquer the world too
2: um this is uh fun fact. this is one of Guillermo del Toro's favorite movies ever made, and so is the sequel. Look at that
1: I is love he that, the one man. that did the list no, that's not him um it was, that was Ed- Edgar Wright who did the list of like my top five thousand movies or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like uh, that's just like everything.
2: Was this on here? Or was War of the was on there? I can't remember. Oh. Well. It'd be cool if it was. Okay. So, um, plans were to make a more direct sequel to this um, that would see uh, some people report that it would have Nick Adams and Kumi Mizuno returning. I personally haven't seen anything backing that up, but I'm not denying it either. Um, I definitely can see that them, maybe a first draft or whatever, had those characters returning. Um, but, uh, eventually, um, since, um, uh, the, this movie that, well, War of the Gargantuas is the movie we're talking about, which is the sequel to this. Um, it was, and it was a, a uh, co-production, um, between, uh, uh, the US and and Japan um, and uh the American distributors thought uh you know we we it would probably be more successful and appealing if it wasn't a sequel to to anything else and um that American studio was UPA by the way um so uh the Japanese version uh is called Frankenstein's Monsters, Sanda versus Gyra. Um, and here is called War of the Gargantuas. Uh, like I said, the version we got doesn't really. It follows probably. It's about as loose a sequel as you can think of. Um, uh, and uh, the only difference between you know, the ver- they, there's no real plot details or anything missing from the American version. The main difference is simply, they don't use the name Sanda or Gaira to to address the the gargantuas um, and in, in the Japanese versions they just, instead of saying gargantuas they say Frankenstein. So if you watch the US version and anytime they say gargantuas you just pretend they're saying Frankensteins, you pretty much have the same thing, right? Um... And uh, Nick Adams did not return. However, we have another um, U.S. actor, uh, Russ Tamblyn. um The Oscar-nominated Russ Tamblin, who's probably most famous for West Side Story. But um, he was also a recurring character on Twin Peaks. He's been in The Haunting, um, Tom Thumb. Uh, he just showed up in Django Unchained. He was in Drive a few years before that. So he's, I mean, he's very prolific. Um, And uh, so the story here is um, he and Kumi Mizuno are uh, some scientists who had a young Frankenstein monster called Sanda in their care, um, and he ended up escaping and was never seen again. And then uh, years later, Gyra, a green uh, hairy green giant comes and starts eating people, uh, attacking the cities and stuff like that, and people think that it's Santa, and then it turns out that it's not, and, um, the brown gargantua Sanda is m- the friendly one, and Guyra is the evil one, and he's a really mean bastard, and, uh, Sanda saves him, and then ends up, seeing that is eating people, and then they fight for the rest of the movie, and they really beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 that's War of the Gargantuas. Um, and uh, I love this movie, and I'll tell you guys why in a moment, but um, to spare people from being bored by me any further, what do you guys think of this one?
0: I love it. You you also forgot to mention the giant octopus fight at the beginning. And
2: yes, they're the giant octopus, uh, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean they they had that giant octopus for that unused version of Frankenstein, and <laughs> hey, why let a, a good monster prop go to waste? Um, and goddamn, that giant octopus. This is, this is a third movie that thing's been in, and and I don't know, man. They they were really all about that like, for some reason.
0: <laughs> like, I like how, like, Gairus sort of – it looks like he's saving the ship, and then, like, he d- beats the octopus up, and then he just destroys the ship afterwards anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but the uh, uh, movie's great. I also think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken – and I, I think, Bird, you told me this, but this, isn't this the first time the uh, the Mazer tanks show up?
2: Yes. Uh, I mean, so in addition to just being a sequel to Frankenstein, it, it's also in, tied into the, the – godzilla universe is this is the first appearance of the maser tanks which any any kaiju fan worth their salt knows is you know the main military weapon used to to fight off really any giant monster that comes into a toho movie um so yeah it, it has its place firmly in in the godzilla universe and um and you know the other godzilla movies um well really just uh Godzilla against Mechagodzilla in 2002 uh made a direct reference um to uh to Gaira, um and uh so uh so yeah i mean this movie has plenty of lasting influences for sure um and uh now tom i know you mentioned that you like this movie more than its predecessor um like just so i mean elaborate on that a little bit and just i mean what what is it that makes you love this movie so much like what is it that
1: yeah the uh well yeah i i love this one it's uh the the physicality of their of their fights
2: um oh my god they're step great step it's eight. it's brutal um it, 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 no i've never seen a giant monster movie before or after that has a fight like that and it, like you really get the feeling that the two gargantuas hate each other and i mean the, they're throwing each other through buildings they're picking up <laughs> giant ships and hitting each other in the head with them and it's really it's something that you you won't that you didn't see before or since um and uh i mean uh well one person who is obsessed with this movie is quentin tarantino um who uh he who he did he put this on a list that he put together um of the best sequels uh of all time as one of his favorite sequels and he even went into a thing about how it's weird how like it's a sequel over there, but over here it's just like its own thing. So he knows his stuff. Um, and when he was making Kill Bill, he actually showed this movie to Uma Thurman and uh, Daryl Hannah, and he said, you know, when we do this, the fight scene in the trailer, we like. He's like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, I want you. This is the, this is the kind of fight I want you guys to have. Um, <laughs> I want you guys to be-
0: crap out of
2: each other and so that's why they're constantly throwing each other through stuff uh and he said he wants them to make war of the blonde gargantuas and (laughs) that's also why um there's the little during daryl hannah's uh monologue to michael madsen when she's talking about that snake um she uses the word gargantuan she's like you know that's a great word gargantuan never gets used in a sentence much and you know it's all tip of the hat to to this movie yeah, that that's that's all
1: great, and and like, um, I don't know, I don't know what it is about her in this movie specifically, but like, Kumi Mizuno like had me under her spell in this movie. Like, I was absolutely transfixed by her in this movie. I don't know if it's if it's the 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 outfits they got her wearing or what it is, but I mean, and I also think her character is actually a little more integral. Um, in this movie, than than she is in, uh, in Fragrance and Conquers the World, you know, I know, well, I know in Fragrance and Conquers the World, she's like, oh, well, he won't do anything if, if I'm there, but like in this one, uh, it just seems like she has a better, almost a better reason to be around. And that, that's probably dumb of me to say. Um, but it's, this movie just kind of ha- hits, ticks all the, 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 the boxes that, that you look for in a movie like this. And, um, I don't know. It's just got like, like the, the fun, like, like silly stuff like the the little kid dressed like the, the little Brown Sanda, you know, bef- like in the flashback. And, uh, I mean, it just also like the, the different personalities of the gargantuas and, how, you know, the, the green one, uh, Gyra, lives in the water and the the other one is basically the abominable snowman. Um, that's a re- like a really cool concept, a really cool idea. Um, I, I Gyra eating people is like, I mean, that's that's unnerving, you know. Uh, it works for me and it, and it definitely makes him hateable. And, you know, you mentioned it like they throw each other through buildings and they like, hit each other with tanks and and boats and like this movie really lives up to its title as the war of the gargantuas because it I mean it feels like just an all out war that they're having um and so yeah it just it just all well it, it mostly <laughs> really really works for me I mean there's definitely uh a couple of major major flaws for
2: sure um yeah and uh to um add to the point about the fights um the green gargantua gyra is played by haruo nakajima who was in the last movie as barragon and most famous for playing godzilla and after godzilla this was his favorite role he loved playing gyra and he he is you know someone who is also like a stuntman just being able to get in, a I mean, playing an evil a monster that evil was cool, but also just the things he could do in the fights was something that you know was so different for him, and you know that's why like he he just loved doing this movie so much, um, and uh, <laughs> I mean you can really like God like I th- those actors in the, those suits. Like they beat the crap out of each Oh my god! Yeah, they do. I mean, you think
0: about like the the Kong flipping uh, Godzilla, the judo flip. Mm-hmm. Like that happens a couple times in this movie. They're just flipping each other. One of the best things about this movie too is when the, the the sets when they do put each other through buildings. It's happening repeatedly, like over and over again. They're just pushing each other through stuff, and um, and it's like the longest battle ever. I, I can't think of a longer battle <laughs> in in a movie. Um, I, I don't know, maybe maybe you guys can. I can't think of a longer battle in a Toho movie. It's like the last half of the movie they're fighting and just beating the crap out of each other.
1: Um. I was wondering almost a...
2: Yeah? <laughs> Did Tom die? Tom? Hold on, I'm going Tom? You? Yeah. You? Did you get eaten by a... a a gar- 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 gargantua or did i get eaten by the skype the, monster yeah did the
0: words get stuck in your throat yeah the words the yeah.
1: words
2: got stuck in your throat right is that what oh,
1: happened but i was i was just saying i i wonder if uh while i was watching it i was wondering if was it hurricane ryu like one of the taller godzillas
2: or whatever he was like he played uh, um, a lot of the other monsters like he played king Ghidorah and, and yeah uh,
1: I th- thought he played Godzilla once cuz they wanted someone like super tall or something. Um but anyways, I thought for a second that it might have been him cuz I'm dumb. Um but uh it wasn't at all. No, but it was the guy who played uh who played uh Godzilla in Son of Godzilla. Okay. That's the one I was thinking of though. Is this you Sakita? Is like they wanted someone to be taller, and and that's what I was thinking while I was watching it because it's like that. Sanda is definitely taller than, than Gyra. Yeah. Um and yeah, that's this this guy also uh, you know because everyone always talks about Nakajima and I'm like who plays freaking Uh The guy also played Gabara, uh, he played Anguirus and destroy all monsters. Uh, he was he was Mechanicong and Gorosaurus in King Kong escapes. Uh, and he also played Ebera. So and he was also in looks like Ultra Q and and some other things along the way too. So uh good on him.
2: Yeah. And um the this is one of they're some of the very rare kaiju where the suit actor's eyes are visible underneath the the mask and that adds so much to their personalities and to the performance, really. And I feel like the the masks and I don't know if this is the case, but
1: it feels like they used the actor's face as a, a bit of a jumping-off point because they they don't have the exact same face, just with different eyes. You yeah, know, yeah. like it's not like they they look identical uh, just with a different height and different <laughs> eyes. Like they they look quite quite a bit different, and yeah. and that's kind of a cool touch. Yeah, I also like the mazers. I love. Movies And I've said this before, I love movies where the military isn't uh, useless against against monsters. Now, they don't you can always have something like in Mothra versus Godzilla where the, the military is like effective, but ultimately they they can't destroy Godzilla because like they would have had to go for infinity in order to actually be able to electrocute him but just where they like they do something and it's not like just completely shrugged off or like you could see why they would keep trying <laughs> um I, I like that kind of stuff so
2: yeah they mess him up too like he's yeah, bleeding yeah, for he's, the, the
0: everywhere bleeding
2: for the rest everywhere of the movie all, basically yeah. too he's he's bloodied
1: <clears throat> But yeah there there's definitely some flaws i mean the words get uh, stuck in my throat yeah that's that's <laughs> it bad that
0: i like that that song
1: it's catchy is the thing also enjoying it is 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 bad but it is catchy it's it's
0: catchy but what's not what's what's funny though is like once uh i think it's garab he picks her up he like drops her (laughs) like face (laughs) plants right on the ship
2: it's it's a terrible song it stops the movie dead in its tracks um yeah, a song by uh, Kip Hamilton, who, uh, who? Um i i allegedly was like romantically involved with one of the producers or something i not to get into the gossip side because who knows if that stuff's true or not but yeah she stops the stops the movie so she can sing a song that's just awful um I, we were talking about how this movie has a huge cult following um one of my favorite Post-punk bands is Devo, and they actually did a a cover of uh, this song because they're they're big fans of this movie, um, which is which is actually pretty cool. I better than this version, um, <laughs> and uh, again, I mean, good miniature effects in this one. I know, like, kind of what Tom was saying uh, with the last movie, with smaller kaiju you have um you know the a more interesting scale to work with i think as far as you know how your miniatures should look and um uh so These guys that's are also, a little bigger though right i think yeah maybe a little bit they're not like godzilla size but like no. um and and that's not just in the cityscapes either but also in the woods like there's a scene where Sanda's climbing down the mountain to save kumi mizuno and like the boulder falls on his leg and he breaks his leg like that's a really that's an awesome set like it's 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 really cool like um uh so yeah stuff like that i really appreciate too and um i will say both of these movies have excellent scores by uh akira fukube as well i love the the soundtracks to both of these movies um uh, and, um, now, to talk a little bit more about the American version versus the Japanese version, so the American version more or less replaces any utterance of the word Frankenstein with gargantua. Fine, sure. But there's more significant differences in that the American version has, actually has extra scenes, um, so it's one of the few where the American version's actually longer and has more material, um and uh it's 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 mostly uh extra scenes with Russ Tamblin um to give it more international appeal i'm assuming um and uh there's actually a lot of scenes especially in the beginning of maybe the first 20 minutes of the movie where they shot um honda shot the scene twice he shot the scene with Russ Tamblin and without Russ Tamblin and the c- the takes with Russ Tamblyn are in the American version, the ones without him are in the Japanese version, and that's um it's mostly like the beginning scenes, like when they're interrogating the guy. In the Japanese version, it's just the the policeman that's doing it. Um, and I actually we'll talk about his line, his perform the performance in a minute, <laughs> but um, I actually kind of prefer that about the American version, just because it's 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 making one of the it's making basically the main character more involved with the plot that he's there for all these events and in the japanese version you know he's he's not the one investigating all this stuff at the very beginning um so i kind of actually prefer the american cut because of that um really honestly uh and and also i i i like um uh, I don't know what's going on with the DVD, but the American version looks way better on the the, the classic media DVD than the Japanese version. Um, and now, the Japanese version, I like the the carryover from Frankenstein with Calling the Monsters Frankensteins. Um, and uh, the American version, unfortunately, replaces a lot of the base score with really generic stock music. Um... One of the things that, really probably my only big criticism of this movie is the 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 military setup sequence must be one of the longest ones in any kaiju movie. Uh, I mean, they're, they're always long, but this one just feels like it goes on forever. Now, in the Japanese version, at least during that whole setup, there's an awesome Ifukube march behind it. In the American version, they replace it with the most generic music cue, and it just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating, and it honestly drives me crazy. Um, but overall, I'd give the slight edge to the American version. Um, but I mean, it's one where both are really just as enjoyable because it's a great film either way. Um, now, have either of you watched both versions? And if so, do you have a preference?
0: I have not. I've not seen the Japanese version. I'm, I'm sure I will eventually. Um
2: yeah, I've actually never
1: seen the Japanese version. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean like I said it's it's um less scenes with the uh, the Tamlin character so he's not doesn't really feel as involved and it's just you know using the the word Frankenstein rather than Gargantua. That's the big thing. Um I like Gargantua better by the way. I mean I like them both, but Gargantua does sound cool. I will I will admit that. Um uh, I mean, and it's a movie that works either as a stand... I mean, it it is a movie that, whether you consider it a standalone or a sequel, I mean, it, it works either way. Um, and, uh, and I mean, I hate to keep harping on this, but the dedication out of the suit actors in this movie really is remarkable. I mean, at the end of the day, the, this is a movie about two giant Harry Frankenstein monsters punching each other, and these guys, like... They went absolutely insane. (laughs) So, props (laughs) to them. Uh, So, um. (laughs) Tamlin sucks at reading lines. Yeah. We have to address that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. No, yeah. I I, I do want to talk about Russ Tamlin for a little bit. Um, Especially because he he gets a lot of flack for this movie, uh, and some of it is, is deserved. Um,. So, just to tell his side of the story, because it's fair to look at this from all perspectives, uh, he was a star in Hollywood. Like I said, West Side Story, one of, still one of the biggest movies ever made. Um, and he was at a point in his career where work had been drying up, and he was making a lot of exploitation and B-movies, a lot with um, Al Adamson, who was a famous American B-movie producer. And like a lot of these guys, Nick Adams included, I mean, a lot of these Hollywood actors, when work was starting to dry up, I mean, they would take offers from, you know, for for things like this. You know, uh, um, a, a lot of Italian movies uh, had former Hollywood stars in them. And, yeah, I mean, Japanese movies as well. And, I mean, so, I mean, his career is kind of faded at the at this point in time and he's like well you know at least i'll get to take my wife to japan and you know it could be fun but i mean uh he always had kind of a sour attitude towards this movie because it kind of really it's the most famous movie in a real lull in his career and so for the longest time he didn't even see the movie um and in fact uh he didn't see the movie until maybe 2003 2004 when uh, i think in san francisco um he was at uh he went to a screening as part of um it was like a Godzilla anniversary movie marathon at one of the theaters in hollywood and uh and they had a lot of the actors from the Toe movies out there, and that was actually the first time he'd watched the movie from start to finish, and he'd brought his grandkids, and they loved it, and he watched it, and he was like, wow, like, this is actually really fun, and... He even said like I'm actually, he even said like I'm surprised at how well made this movie actually is. He was like I can see he's like over the years I never understood like why people loved it so much. Like he told the story about a guy meeting a guy from Devo and he was like, "Oh, you're in my one of my favorite movies." And he was like, "Oh yeah, West Side Story." And he's like, "No, no, 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 War of the Gargantuas." And he's like, "What?" Um so I mean, for someone <laughs> for someone to that had where this movie kind of represented a darker point in their career and who had always kind of been opposed to it for him to go back and see it with his family and enjoy it and be able to say like, wow, like I, after watching it, like I get it. Like personally, I think that's pretty cool and warrants forgiveness for, you know, his attitude during the making of the movie and afterwards. Um, now, as far as why his performance in the dub is so bad, it does tie into that, you know, um, when the movie was done, uh, he really was kind of just wanting to go to the next thing, and they were like, well, since this is a, we filmed it as an international picture, you you have to come back in and, and re-loop all your dialogue. And so uh, <laughs> they had a, had him read off his dialogue, and it's just it's the most, like, I don't care, I don't give a shit <laughs> line reading you'll ever, <laughs> ever hear um i would love to see what his real performance on set was like but you know i i don't think any of the the audio from that even exists uh but yeah it's it's that's another drawback for the american version is you have like the most uncommitted line reading (laughs) from from a lead actor like probably like ever (laughs) at least in a well-known movie so it's like eh, but uh even even with that I mean this movie is so watchable and so entertaining that it really doesn't detract from from it for me if anything it adds a little bit to the charm of of the American version because you can listen to some of those line readings and just kind of chuckle
0: Yeah he's just monotone <laughs> like. Yeah who was the guy in The Last Dinosaur again? Boone? Oh, Richard Bur- Boone? Yeah. It... He's like the polar opposite. Like, <laughs> Boone's screaming at us in a drunken stupor, and then Tamlin's just like,
2: nah. Yeah. Well, when they made The Last Dinosaur, they frequently had to stop shooting because he was so hammered. That's a true story.
0: <laughs> I can see that, because he just comes in the conference room at the beginning of that movie and just starts
2: yelling at people. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean that's that's the unfortunate case of russ tamblin in this movie um and i mean as someone that that likes a lot of other media i actually do know him from a lot of other stuff and he he is a very he's a respectable actor it's just it's unfortunate that things turned out this way in, in this particular movie but um it's it's cool that he's into it now and he's made several like uh appearances at screenings and autograph signings and, you know, I mean, he's actually someone that I would like to meet, uh, not only cause of this movie, but cause uh, you know, I love stuff like Twin Peaks and, and all that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it really doesn't take away my enjoyment. It's, I mean, th- this is a solid movie all the way through in my opinion. And, uh, I know, um, uh, this is weird because among kaiju fans, people kind of seem to tend to prefer Frankenstein Conquers the World, but overall, this movie is much more famous and had much more of an impact. Um, I already talked about Devo, Tarantino, um, uh, del Tor- Guillermo del Toro, another one of his favorite movies. Um, he had a cool, well, t- not cool, but he saw this movie in a grindhouse theater when he was a kid and someone poured a cup of pee on him. Um, <laughs> 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 well, if you, if you read about the grindhouse theaters like they weren't just places that showed B movies, like they were places where they were in ghettos where people would get stabbed. People would go there and just like have sex in the movie theater and and That's the name, I guess. and yeah, so uh, he he snuck into a screening and someone poured a cup of piss onto him from the balcony. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh, in, in, in addition to that, um, Tim Burton talks about this movie all the time. One of our most viewed uh, Facebook posts is a picture of Tim Burton with his uh, Sanda and Gyra action figures. Um, I think those are X-Plus figures. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, so, I mean, this movie for a movie, for a kaiju movie that isn't Godzilla this is one of the, or like the original Rodan or the original Mothra this is one of the most well-known and probably influential at least on an international level movies to come out of of the genre um uh and I mean Brad Pitt a few years ago at the Oscars during a montage of like what made you want to start acting? He said when he was a kid, he saw War of the Gargantuas, and he felt emotionally invested in the 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 uh the conflict between sand and gyra and he said that's that's what made him want to be an actor so again, this is a lot more influential than most of the movies that uh are in this genre, at least on a mainstream and international level. Um, and I think part of that, it does have to do with the fact that it is unique among monster movies. I mean, two giant Harry Frankenstein brothers who hate each other, beating the piss out of each other in the middle of the city is not, you know, it's not just another giant bug or, or whatever. I mean, it's, it's an interesting take on, on a monster movie, and it's not something that we've had before or since. And that battle is awesome so um uh i also tend to prefer this one over frankenstein even though it is sorely missing like uh, nick adams or something um the characters in frankenstein are probably a little more well drawn i do think tom has a, a point that kumi mizuno probably is given a little bit more to do in this one so that's kind of the exception i would make um but regardless of that, I mean the monster story is so cool with these two brothers that hate each other, and the, the the battle is so interesting. And Frankenstein's great, but it is a little bit more of a standard kaiju movie formula, and this deviates from that a little bit more. So I I'm I'll probably give this the same rating as I would give Frankenstein versus Baragon, which is a four point five. Um The only reason it's a point five is because I just feel like there's some flaws in both the American and Japanese versions that if they were tweaked, I could get to a 5. Like, if Russ Tamblin cared more when he dubbed over his dialogue, this could be a 5. But just because of things like that, I'm going to scale it back just a tiny bit to a 4.5 um, bloody green giants out of 5.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm in agreement. I, I like this slightly more than... Um... Frankenstein as well, and yeah, I mean, I I got that stupid song stuck in my head. Like literally, since you've been talking, it's played over and over, and I can't, I can't get it out. Somebody help me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, four. It's a it's a four out out of five. It's one of the it's one of the best uh, non you know non Godzilla related monsters or non Godzilla kaiju films that Toho's made. And it brings in, you know, the, the Maser tanks. Um plus, you know, what we haven't talked about like, there's that scene with the military attacking uh Gyra and they have like the tanks and he's like picking them up and chucking them at.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
0: It's a freaking awesome scene. So yeah, four out of five.
1: And uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a a four myself and yeah, four four words stuck in my throat out of five. <laughs> uh yeah it's
0: back in my head now thank you tom
1: it's uh yeah it's just it's fun uh and you know like if if russ tamblin's if if russ tamblin's performance were were
2: a real thing
1: (laughs) it it, it, it would it would easily be a four and a
2: half you could always watch Um, the japanese version and avoid having to deal with him though
1: that's true uh it, it that would easily make it a four and a half it would be playing with a five at that point and then i think uh to get to a five you'd you'd need to to uh you need to introduce some uh unintention- well not i don't know about unintentional but i think it'd be great if like gaira was standing behind her while she was singing like the whole time um <laughs> or or if he like came in behind her and was like, uh and like just ate her like halfway through the <laughs> song. Um, that would be, and, and then, uh, and then also like the the ending. I think uh, uh, you know, uh, it's that it's that whole thing of like that uh, the ending that I don't like in uh, Son of Godzilla or not Son of Son of Kong also, where you have got like this this cool thing happening and then they're just like, yeah, just swallow him into the ground with a volcano. <laughs>
0: that like forms in two seconds that is like literally yeah. out of the ocean in, in a matter of 30 seconds
1: like honestly i wouldn't i would have not minded if they like brought the mazers back and we're like uh we just gotta kill both of them this time you know like uh <clears throat> because santa just destroyed a whole city too you know so i think they're that Something could have been done to make that ending a a little bit better, and and you know you could fix those three things, and it'd be a five. Um, uh, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun.
2: Well, you know there was a a different ending that um, I, I think it was probably budget or something where that they they didn't get to do, but so they were going to get swallowed by the volcano, but the lava was okay. So just. <laughs> going to interrupt myself briefly. This movie was written with Ashiro Honda by Takeshi Kimura, who was the kind of outcast, more... Uh, had more of a cynical view than To's other big monster movie writer, uh, which was Shinichi Sekizawa. So his original ending for this movie had them being swallowed by the volcano, then the lava from the volcano was going to spread to Tokyo and destroy the city. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> um <laughs> and in doing that, it w- it would actually have uh eliminated one of the concerns that the characters have of the all the cells from the gargantuas laying around and growing into more giant Frankenstein creatures. Mm. But also it would destroy Tokyo. So uh I mean that's definitely a, a Kimura ending. Uh but <laughs> For like I hated life <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um but yeah they 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 opted not to do that um no I, I mean, we're talking about how much we love the movie, but um unfortunately uh, Ishiro honda himself um uh was very proud of frankenstein but he he wasn't as thrilled about um how this one turned out for whatever reason i i don't have anything that tell where he really goes into um any kind of detail um but he someone had asked him at some point what he he thought of of this movie and he, he just said you know he he did he finds the movie to be a little bit on the boring side and um he he felt like uh it didn't have um as much heart um Uh, I have here a quote that apparently uh, comes from uh, something he told Guy Tucker uh, in regards to War of the Gargantuas. He said, I found this one a little boring. I'm glad people like it, but the the film uh, really doesn't feel like it has much heart. I was mainly interested in the idea of cloning, uh, which is a social issue now. And uh, you could make a great scientific drama about that. Um, So, I mean... I don't know if I would say he was disappointed with how the movie turns out, but it sounds like it's not among one of his favorites. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Kind of um, stepping away from that for a quick second and going back to something that you were talking about earlier. Um, Nakajima's performance is so very un-Godzilla-like. Like, there's a couple moments where his mannerisms remind me of his performance maybe like in Gaigan as Godzilla. But like everything that he does is so erratic and very upbeat and um, I think that's one of the reasons I also love this movie is because it's so different from all of his other work like it's just he's just all over the place and very uh, demonstrative with his like with all the way he moves his hands and his and like you know, they have that like exchange in the city where um, Sanda and Gaia are, are. They're trying to fight, and Sanda's trying to actually not fight him at first. He's just trying to calm him down. And like you don't see that, so like that's kind of interesting that Honda would talk about like kind of a, a, a almost like a lack of heart, because like you, I see that in the monsters. Like the monsters are clearly having this. I don't know, Sanda is, and he would like to.
2: Yeah, I, I I can see how maybe the human element maybe lacks. Some of the heart is some of the other movies, but I think I think yeah, the heart is more in the monsters in this movie as opposed to most of the other movies where you know it's it's the human story that has the the heart there. Like the the heart of Frankenstein Conquers the World is in the human characters uh, quite a bit, and here it's it's almost exclusively with the monsters.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Russ Tamblyn.
2: <laughs> yeah. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I he seems like a cool guy. I, I'd love to meet him at, at a convention or something. Maybe he'll come on the podcast. You never know. It's
1: true. No, it's, it, you know, it's just one last thing. Just a final random thought is, I remember when Matt and I actually watched this at the same time, and we were <sighs> messaging each other. And uh, you know, then the movie they were they were talking about, like oh, all the cells that could potentially you know make more. Uh, make more gargantuas, and I'm just like, I don't know if, uh, at what point people, uh, like Japanese filmmakers finally realize that, uh, cells are like microscopic and, and not <laughs> gigantic. <coughs> uh, it, it was definitely later than 1989. Um, but it's, it's, it's a the thing that that pops up here as well. Is like, they're, they're talking about cells all the time, but then like, you know when they when they're really actually talking about is it, like clumps of skin and tissue is what they're really talking about like and it's funny cuz it pops up in in uh Godzilla versus Biollante as well where he's like oh i found some cells and he like holds up like a baseball size like <laughs> thing of skin <laughs> and they're like like boy that's it's not a lot of cells but i found some you're like it's a uh, so many cells <laughs> like
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, the Japanese filmmakers don't know what cells are, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Gargantuas, this is not the last we would see of them. Uh, they would show up in various Godzilla video games, uh, and they were just recently in the IDW Godzilla comic book. Video games? Well, uh, yeah, there's a couple minor appearances. Um, they were in the Japanese PlayStation game, uh, Godzilla Trading Battle, Um, and they showed up in like, uh, the background of, I think was like, um, like a Game Gear game or something. Um, uh, some of the more obscure games. Um, and also, uh, in the Japanese superhero series from Toho, God Man, and its sister series, Green Man, are you, either of you familiar with either of these? no'm nope. God, Godman and Greenman were both um what they were, were they were extremely low budget superhero programs um and they would air in uh episodes that would be about five minutes and Monday through Friday, and each episode would ha would be a completed arc by from Monday through friday and um it, when I say low budget, we're talking like the lowest of budgets um No real story, just that uh, uh, a monster shows up and God-Man or Green-Man comes to fight it. Uh, And a lot of original creations, which are pretty wacky unto themselves, but Toho had reused some of the suits from their kaiju movies for some of these. Um, Included in that is Gabra, um, Gorosaurus, uh, Kameba from Yogg, and also Sanda and Gyra and the Bat people from Latitude Zero, and also um, King Kong. Uh, now with Toho no longer having the copyright, it's just referred to as Gorilla. Um, and they're really wacky. Like King Kong sumo wrestles the the superhero, <laughs> uh, and the super the the monster would be human size for the first couple episodes and then turn giant and then they would fight in like the same set where like it's the only set they have so they can't like fall on any buildings or anything um santa and gyra were interesting because they have new masks and they have like weird like dreadlocks in the show (laughs) um And it's really depressing to see, because these are suits that are years old now, seeing them decomposed and, like, just... Um, Like, Gorosaurus, like, uh, the Gorosaurus suit can't close its mouth, uh, and it just looks like complete hell. Um, And then Green Man attempted to have a little bit more of a plot, where, like, there were aliens that, like, summoned the monster... And uh that actually gave us a evil version of Minya who uh had a pacifier stuck in his mouth the whole time. Um What? It happened. <laughs> um and uh the the whole series um hasn't been released on d v d but Toho did put out a collection of um like a best of of each series and then they also had a special new um short film directed by uh Misaki Tezuka, who we all know from the millennium Godzilla movies uh that had um Godman. And green man fighting some some uh some monsters from the show, and also a brand new gyra suit was made for that as well this was in two thousand five I believe um so uh yeah I mean uh if so the the gargantuas have been around a little bit uh so yeah gyra last appeared in that 2005 Godman short and you know i mean they made a brand new gyra suit that was pretty cool looking didn't look too much different from the old one um so uh yeah if you ever see the gargantuas or any of these total monsters fighting really wacky looking superheroes um that's what that that's what that is uh yeah it looks like matt has, is is finding some images here
0: Minya um, with the pacifier. I've seen. Yeah,
2: they're totally wacky. I know some episodes are on YouTube. Um, a couple have been fan subbed. The Tezuka special that he did for the DVD set was fan subbed. Um, but yeah, it's really wacky stuff. It's the wackier side of Toho for sure.
0: Did Did you ever complete or continue watching Spectre Man?
2: No, I gave up after two episodes.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I gave up after like an episode and a half.
2: Oh, I got further than you.
0: I was wondering how how these compared because I just I couldn't take it any.
2: Uh if these were in English, they would probably be I don't know. Well, Specter Man has like crazy things like a uh, gorilla's dressing like people and the bad guys like a gorilla with like blonde like girlish hair like
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to give that show like a, a different uh, another try because it has such a big following.
2: It really does, but and yeah, I, I don't it, understand it. Godman like and, God and Green, Godman and Greenman are literally a monster shows up, they fight. The monster grows into a giant. The hero grows into a giant. They fight. The end. Like there's no plot. I mean, it's literally five minute action pe- set pieces. It's well, I mean, not even set pieces. It's all the same set piece. It's five minutes at a time of of. Uh, Twenty minute fight scene, pretty much, and they were just on as like segments of like different kids' shows and stuff it's it's, it's weird stuff, man. The seventies mm. were weird for toho
1: the gargantu also reappear in the comics,
2: yes, I said that, man
1: did you yeah why you like... you talked for so long just now that i <laughs> i I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did get, we did but, get
0: like Rastafari and Gargantua's
1: because and we of did we we did if you want to see Godzilla fight the Gargantua's read a comic book,
2: man.
0: That's actually a pretty sweet issue by the way.
2: It if is, yeah. It. I like I like that um that they didn't scale the Gargantua's up. They kept them yeah, the right the movie accurate size and they had to like like you know do other things to to try and take down Godzilla. I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, that was, that was actually pretty pretty sweet.
2: And
1: that's something that you'll never ever see if we would actually see that in a movie anywhere.
2: Yeah. Well, you and, know, I mean um at one for point a lot of well at one point Toho did want to follow up with uh, Godzilla versus the Gargantuas, but like many like um late 60s into 70s Godzilla movies it just never happened. But it's something. I mean, it's cool that the comic did it because it is something that fans have wanted for ages.
0: We'll probably get Bagan first. Bagan. <laughs> Why do people love that stupid freaking monster?
2: I don't get it, man. It was uh, dumb. <laughs> so that it would have the... been
1: really terrible too. I mean,
2: <laughs> oh, especially yeah. like the
1: des- the design people bandy about. Like, I'm sorry if you guys thought that you know like. Uh, like Space Godzilla and Destroyer were immobile. I mean, look at the freaking shoulder pads on oh, this it, it thing. It wouldn't and have been able thighs. to move. And, I mean, this thing would not have moved.
2: No. Um. Alright, so I mean, that's Toho's uh, take on the Frankenstein monster. War of the Gargantuas and Frankenstein Conquers the World. If you're a kaiju fan, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't have seen these movies like yesterday. So acquire them, uh, do whatever it takes to acquire them, and uh, thank us later.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll say the only reason would be just uh, cost prohibitiveness.
2: (laughs) Uh. Well, there are less kosher (laughs) ways of finding these.
1: I think War of the Gargantuas you can actually still get.
2: Oh cheaper. easily, yeah. That it comes in that two pack with uh Rodan and it also has that awesome documentary that Norman England did. Um and yeah, you can usually get that from like for like ten bucks. And it's well worth yeah. it, man.
1: Yeah, that one looks like you could still get uh relatively inexpensive, but and it's also on Amazon video.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: Uh conquers the world, I don't know.
2: Oh yeah, you, that DVD. You're 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 out of luck. It's only man. fifty bucks.
0: <laughs> there's one for there's one for thirty, I think, on eBay. Dibs, dibs. I'm, I don't know.
2: You should do it instead of buying all those damn toys. <laughs> <laughs> Buy my that wife, instead of a toy.
0: My wife would probably agree with you.
2: You'll get more enjoyment and use out of it than a, a toy. It's just gonna sit there. Maybe. all right well we've covered frankenstein conquers the world war of the gargantuas and the very bizarre post-gargantua's life of santa and gyra is there anything that you guys want to add anything that we uh want to go out on any last words matt tom what do you think what do you got
0: uh thanks tom for joining us
2: yes thank you very much hey thanks for having me on um This may or may not go up before uh, the Shin Godzilla review, um, but that's going to be interrupting our pleasant October uh, uh, viewing. Um, But I mean, there's a lot of horror
1: elements in that movie from what I have gathered so far.
2: Yeah, true enough, sir. All right, guys. Well, uh, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, we will head out now. Goodbye. If I had a tiny microphone stuck
1: inside my heart, it would amplify